Welcome Choice Nation, this your own, Jared's home, and man, I have a very special guest here with me today, but before I introduce him, I want y'all to love, tag, and share, get them numbers up, get them numbers up. We have a very interesting topic that we're going to be talking in this segment, so please, love, tag, and share. Now, our special guest, man, this man here, he got some, he got some credentials under his resume, I ain't even going to lie to y'all. He is a good friend of Prophet Antoine Michael Jasmine. Truth be told, man, I just walked into the church and I just seen somebody laying down on the, on the chairs. And I'm, I'm like, who is that? And then when I seen Prophet came in, I, I, it's just the love they had for each other. I just never seen our man of God. I just never seen him receive nobody in love like that. So it was just, it was shocking to my eyes. So. Man, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce the guest, Mr. Andrew. Mr. Andrew. Yeah. Go ahead on. Introduce yourself, on? man. I'm Andrew from the DC area. I popped in on. I was gonna say AJ. I'm gonna call his name correctly in the video. <laughs> Prophet. Um, came in like a submarine, just to surprise right. my good friend. And um, yeah, and here we are. Here we are. Alright, so Mr. Andrew, today what we're going to be talking about in this segment because let the people know, they, they don't know what you do. Yeah. You, you serve in the military, yeah. huh? I'm a man of many talents, right? right. Um, but my primary uh, job is to serve. Yes. That's what I do. Um, I'm called to serve. I serve in the military. I serve in the public sector for the government. And I serve you, the people of God. Oh, that's fire. That's fire. Well... It's crazy that you're talking about serving right yeah. now. Well, well, what I want you to do to talk to the people, because, A, I'm going to just be honest with you. Yeah. It's, my generation right now, it tend, you don't see a lot of serving going wrong, so, mm -hmm. going on. So, can you just give us the importance of serving, the benefits of serving? Well, well first of all, serving is a calling. All right. Um, you have to serve to be served. Ah. Uh, and service is also a posture. All right. Um, and so when you, so you can't just be, you can't just be like, oh, I want to receive, receive, receive. You have to first find yourself in the posture of serving. Ah. In order to, you got to connect to collect. Right. All right. And, and I like serving that. is that that way. So serving is a reciprocal thing. All right. Um, and, but first and primary service, serving is a calling. All right. I like yeah. that. I like that that you said serving is a calling. So now, just just picking back off that that mm -hmm. you said, service is a calling. You say you have to collect, uh, you have to connect yourself to yeah. order to collect. That's right. Can you explain by what you mean by that? Because I know what you mean by yes, that, sir. but my generation need to hear the more in depth on that because a lot of my generation tend to back off from serving yeah. and tend to want to do things they own self, want to self-serve, mm -hmm. and that's not the way. So by you being a high-ranked military man, can you give us the benefits and the, and just give us some examples on what serving would do for your life? Yeah, so when I look at serving, I look at, your, I look at it as a cup, mm -hmm. like a cup being poured into. Okay. So as you're being poured into, mm -hmm. and there's a scripture saying that the cup will run over, mm -hmm. so there's, there's in order for you to research or in order for your cup to be full and for it to overflow you mm -hmm. one first have to serve right. um, and they they become beneficiaries of what you pour out right, right. Um, so service is a a 
uh, how I want to call it. It's a, it's, it's, and if, if you ever get into a posture where you're serving, say, a man or a woman of God, and you feel as if you're not being poured into, adjust your cup. Mm. Adjust your pour. You know what I'm saying? Right. Adjust your cup. Because many times, those who are called to serving, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they think because they're serving that they're, they're being overlooked. Uh, and it's the opposite. Right. You're constantly being poured into. So if you feel as if you're never, like I'm serving a man or woman of God, or you're serving in whatever capacity, whether it's military or whether it's government or whether it's, it's in the church itself, right. adjust your cup when you start to feel as if you're empty. Because I promise you, you're receiving, you're connecting and collecting more than you know. Mm. All right, that's good. So now you serve different different men of God and mm. also you serve the military. Yeah. Can you explain to us What's the difference of the type of serve? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm just gonna backtrack a little bit. Um, I know, again, I'm gonna go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. My calling is serving. All right. um, every, and if I look at my entire life and my career, um, everything I do is to serve. I serve in the church. All right. I serve in the military and I serve the public. Uh, it's all service. Right. And so I'm reaping all of those benefits. And the government, I'm a, an advisor. I'm what they call a staff director um, in DC uh, for one of the government agencies there. And so I advise my chief, mm -hmm. you know, my, my senior person, on what is, what's going on in policy, what's going on in performance, what's going on strategically. Right. Um, and then in the military, I'm third in charge. Uh, it's similar to, it's similar to my civilian career, mm -hmm. but it's different. So in my, in my military career, it's more authoritative. Gotcha. And my civilian career in the federal government is more advisory. Ah. Um, and, and, my, and, and in a church community, it's more a posture. Gotcha. So my question would be to you to help out uh, my younger generation, yeah. to help us out. When did you start taking serving serious? At what age did you start getting the understanding of serving? Because you, you said service is a calling. You yes. said it's a calling yes. to you. So when did you start realizing that it's a calling over your life to serve? Um, so it was actually when I received Christ. Mm. Um, and so even before when I, you know, it was before when I received Christ is when I knew I was called to serve. All right. And then I also looked at the favor of God. God has literally put me in positions and connected, with, connected me with men and women of God. Um, to serve them. So I was also asked or maybe pulled to um, saying, hey, I want you to be my armor bearer or hey, I want you. So it was always, God had just chosen me to do that. And so it's, it's coming in agreement with what he's called you to right. and answering the call right. and be like, all right, Father, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> you right. know? So it's not by accident that God will connect you with men and women of God. Um, and then when, when he presents the opportunity, now you answer the call. Right, yeah. right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. We have more questions that, that's going to be asked. Uh, we're going to go right into our Bible on college videos. So we'll be back with more questions. AMJ Biblical Institute exists to glorify God by educating students to reach the world for Christ by serving the church, the community, and the world as biblically minded, professionally competent men and women of character. Our biblical curriculum is created to give you revelation and insight into the gospel. This curriculum will teach you about principles and laws based on biblical experiences that will empower and further your life. The 
AMJ Prophetic Curriculum designed to give you the foundational concepts about the prophetic. You will learn why we prophesy, differences of major prophets versus minor prophets, kingdom prophet versus church prophet, and clear up misconceptions of commonly used prophetic terms. If you desire this type of biblically sound education, then AMJ Biblical Institute is right for you. And let's not forget about the Dean of AMJ Biblical Institute, Dr. Keisha Fleming, who will welcome you, get you started, and definitely answer all of your questions. Choice Nation, we back, we back, we back with the wonderful man of God. Now, man of God, can you talk to us about your childhood? Ah, yeah. Because yeah. so, the people need to know where you come from. We can't so, have you on the show without telling where you come from. So, spawn on that. Yes, sir. So, I'm from New York City. All right. All right. Uh, my upbringing was a little challenging when I was a young boy. Um, it was... I was I was adopted. All right. I was adopted, uh, and by the grace of God, God allowed um, me to be adopted. Right. Um, but as a young boy, I I have vivid stories and memories of even when um, I would drink out of uh, toilet bowls right. as water. I was malnourished, mm -hmm. um, but I thank God for my mother, who's my adopted mom, um, who adopted me and took in me and my brother. So I I came from I, I didn't come from wealth. Right. Um, so we, I was born and raised in the Bronx, um, went to high school, went off to college, um, and things of that nature. And by the grace of God, God allowed me to get, get a sponsor, to go to high school, um, all paid for. Right. Um, and this was all God's doing. Right. Um, so he, he, he took a boy that came from nothing and kind of started grooming me and, 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 and putting resources in place um, for me to get educated. Gotcha. Um, and things and then in my past did not have to define me. Now it was a choice. Now I could have I could have taken what you know what most would seem as okay, this is a young man who was rejected as a young boy right. and made that my my story. Right. Um, but I chose to do something different about that. Right. Um, and as growing up and I know this is a long answer to get to where you're, where you're hey, going. It's good, though. Take your time <laughs> with it because you're helping somebody yes, out sir. there. You're helping somebody. Yes, sir. But and as I became older and got comfortable with my story, um, I started noticing that God would send me people that were just like me, mm -hmm. who were either adopted, who was rejected, who came from nothing, orphans and things of that nature, um, who was abused and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Um, I, too, was that by a... Uh, you know, by, by principal in the school. Um, and so, you know, you have all of these com, com, uh, complexities in your story, but that didn't define me because I, I had a focus, I had a purpose. Right. Um, and so I was, I, I just give glory to God because right. my story don't have to, def your, and your story don't have to define right. where, where you are and how you want your life to end up being. Right. And just to help um, some people, you're really helping some people out. Uh, Amen. Um, just to keep talking about that, um, what age did you start getting understanding about what was going on about your adoption process? Because a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people tend, it, it messes with their mind mentally mm -hmm. and it messes with their heart. Um, it really messes with their heart emotionally yeah. because I could just give you a testimony about me. Um, 
my my grandma and my grandpa adopted me. Okay. Yeah. Um, they adopted me. Yeah. Um, my father um was spurned on or however you say yes, what sir, you yes, call sir. it. Um, you know, never was in, never into my life when he found out my mother was pregnant. And, mm. Um. I kid you not. Um, as I grew up in age, I always thought you know it wasn't nothing. But yeah. when I got to my teenage years, I, I see the, I see the you know the impact that mm -hmm. that really has on yeah. the person because I ain't never told this to nobody before. But it was just one day, and my family seen man, it, it really broke my heart. Mm -hmm. So I. I want you to give the information to help people out there who are dealing with this type of process because it just it was just one day out of the blue it just hit me I was like dang like yeah so you know no nobody he ain't yeah. wanna be with me yeah. or deal with me like yeah. so yeah so just expound on that yeah. to help people out there to realize that to let them know God is still warning. Absolutely, and I know I'm your guest on your show, but I'm gonna ask you that very same question after I answer your question. All right. Because um, you too have a powerful testimony that the people of God needed to know. Yes, sir. Um, and your generation is, a lot of folks are just like you. Right. And that, and that very same being. But to answer your question, I was, I was young, and the way I found out that I was adopted was I stumbled upon my birth certificate. Mm. And so when I was in my mother's room, um, I picked up my birth certificate. Now I knew what, who my name was. My name was Andrew Simpson. Right. And I knew who my mother was. And what was on the birth certificate was different than was, what was on who, who was my mother. Right. So I said, hey, Ma, you're, they spelled your name wrong on, your birth, on my birth certificate. Right. So that was first. And then that's when she cracked open the story and told me, said, well, you're adopted, and I think I was around like six or seven um, mm, so when I was around. So you got the news at a young age. Yeah, and so I, I kind of knew, and so she told me, she said, you know, and, and I've never met my biological parents. I never oh. met my mother, and I never met my father. Oh, really? The first time I ever seen my biological mother mm -hmm. was on an obituary oh, uh, 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 paper. That was the first time I ever seen what she ever looked like. Because as a young man, you and even growing up, you always have questions like you want to know who you belong to. Right. You want to know your DNA, right? Yeah. And so I, I never had that answered. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause my mama died and my daddy died, so mm -hmm. I never had the opportunity to even put eyes on them or to even say connect to who, who I belong to. Right. Um, but again, I was I still was blessed right. because God allowed me to be adopted. Right. Into a family that was welcoming, you know, and blessed me with other brothers and sisters and a mother who who, who still take care of me. Right. I'm like, Ma, how you cook this? Like, <laughs> hey, that is Ma. Right. You know, um, despite what, whatever my background may be. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I was young, and then that's that's how I, you know, um, if it wasn't for her coaching and being a mother, right. um, standing proxy for me, I don't know how right. it would be. I could very well be. Um, one who comes to the one who needs that, you know right. what I'm saying? But um, but God would send people in your lives. Yes. Our story was a dating way before we we knew about it. Right. But I want to ask you that very same question. So you said you was adopted. Yes. So and so how did you process this? Uh honestly, it's like um, I'm gonna be real with you. It's like my process went 
they ain't tell it like my mama ain't really tell me until I got yeah. to an age where I could understand it. Not that they was hiding nothing from it. Right. It just they wanted to. I guess they she wanted to be ready to break down right. everything to me because honestly, at first, what my mother was gonna do, my mother was just gonna tell me my dad died. Oh wow! Yeah, but my grandpa, mm -hmm. the person who had died yes, to me, yes, he told. Her, you not don't lie to him. Yeah, yeah. And that and I think my grandpa for that because you know, if I would have been told lies from mm -hmm. a young, it would have made me look at her kind of mm -hmm. different because you know, as a kid you so pure you you just right. want you want the truth. Right. You just want the truth. So by me dealing with it, um, I it it put a lot of questions into my head. I can't yeah. lie to you. It, it made me question yeah. my sperm doing a lot. It was like, so what? Is it something I did, yeah. or yeah. was it something you did? Like, it just it put a lot of questions to my mind. Like, you know, why and how could you? Yeah. But I could tell you something that I, I always said, and and I it stick with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. I always say I'm gonna be the man that he not. Ooh, that's deep. Right. Say that again. <laughs> right. I always said I'm gonna be the man that he not. That's right. So like I if I ever was to have a child out of wedlock or mm -hmm. you know, anything, even if I let's say if I was whole mugging around and had a baby mm -hmm. with a woman that I don't love, mm -hmm. I still would pr provide and care mm -hmm. for that baby as you should. At, like every step of the way, mm -hmm. no matter if I don't have no feelings for the mother. It's just how I'll be. And I made that vow. I made that vow to God. Amen. So that would change the whole perspective on me with the wow. adoption process. That's deep, bro. Yes, sir. That's deep. Yes, sir. But now, going back into a serving area, yeah. what made you choose to go into the military, to serve the military? <laughs> That's a funny question because whenever I'm asked that question, I always say the recruiter is good. <laughs> <laughs> the recruiter did his job. But, but all jokes aside, um, so in fresh, while I was a freshman in college, mm -hmm. um, the recruiter kept coming back to my college and he, he, he did what he needed to do and he kept trying to say, um, uh, hey, you wanna take the test to come in and join the Navy? I'm like, yeah, I'll come in one, one day. And then he'll keep coming by the school and say the same thing. And the third time that he came back to the school, he tested my manhood. He said, I don't trust you. Cause mm. you, you say one thing and you don't do it. Uh. So that stuck with me then. Because I said, ah, I said, I promise you this Friday, I'll come to your, your uh, to, to the center where you take the test. And I came. And so he was surprised by that. But he challenged me in keeping my word. Right. Because he said, I don't trust you. Because <laughs> you've been telling me this and you right. didn't do it. Right. So, so I, when I say the recruiter was good, he used that reverse, whatever, whatever. Reverse but at the same time, he was 100% correct. Because I told him I would come and I didn't. So I, anyway, I came. Um, and I failed his test. Uh, so I was like, well, this wasn't meant for me. <laughs> this wasn't right. meant for me. So I was like, eh, not happening. Um, but, but when I failed, that took me back a little bit because in, in me, it felt as if, man, you're not smart enough because if the test is not hard. It's math, it's reading, it's, it's English, it's some science stuff in there, like stuff that you basically go to school for. And I failed. So when I took it the second time, I said, I want to take it one more time. And I said, if I fail it this time, I don't want to be a part of your Navy. And so I ended up passing it. Mm. 30. I said, give me 30 days. 
And so I took the test 30 days later, I passed and I joined. So part of it was honoring my word again. Right. I said, if I pass, I'll join. If I don't, I'm out of here. All right. And so um, that's why I joined. I said the recruiter did his job. And so I ended up joining, got the job that I wanted. Uh, they presented other things before me. Um, and yeah, and that's how, that's how I basically came So in. now we, we got the story of how they yeah. got you yeah. into the. Yes, sir. So how did they keep you in there? That's, so going back to how you started the question about serving, mm -hmm. um, I, so initially I signed up to just do four years and be done. All right. But it was the people I served with. It was having brothers and sisters that I've never had. It was a community of people that um, was on one accord. Uh, so it's real unity. It's 100% unity. It was that feeling of knowing I got your back and you got mine. There was a loyalty there that I've never experienced. Mm. And so it made me stay. I love what the organization did for the community. I said I wanted to be a part of that. Um, and so I ended up staying. So this is beyond benefits. This is beyond like college and being like I, I have three degrees. Right. I, I got them. I don't do nothing with them because right. God has blessed me beyond right. what he's has blessed me in. Right. Um, so, but, so it's beyond really the benefits. It's everything else from the, the loyalty, the servitude, um, people really having a heart for this nation and this country. Right. Um, and I wanted to be a part of something big like right. that. Oh, man, this is good. This is good. <laughs> God, we going to go into a quick commercial break. Man, this the wisdom and knowledge this man has. We'll be back after this commercial break. AMJ Biblical Institute exists to glorify God by educating students to reach the world for Christ by serving the church, the community, and the world as biblically-minded, professionally competent men and women of character. Our biblical curriculum is created to give you revelation and insight into the gospel. This curriculum will teach you about principles and laws based on biblical experiences that will empower and further your life. The AMJ Prophetic Curriculum is designed to give you the foundational concepts about the prophetic. You will learn why we prophesy, differences of major prophets versus minor prophets, kingdom prophet versus church prophet, and clear up misconceptions of commonly used prophetic terms. If you desire this type of biblically sound education, then AMJ Biblical Institute is right for you. And let's not forget about the Dean of AMJ Biblical Institute, Dr. Keisha Fleming who will welcome you, get you started, and definitely answer all of your questions. And Toys Nation, we back, we back, we back. Yeah. Oh man, so man of God. Yes, sir. I'm about to ask you, now this question I'm asking for yeah. myself because okay. you know, you served a lot of men and women of God as an armor bearer, role. Yeah. and right now you know I'm I'm the armor bearer for our Prophet Antoine Michael Jasmine. So first I ask you, what is the seriousness about this role of the armor bearer? First, can you elaborate on that about the role of an armor yeah. bearer first? So. Your role is crucial. Right. You're like that first, um, there's a lot that comes with being an armor bearer and you need to take that job seriously. Yeah. Um, 
you should be praying for your man of God. You should be uh, you should be serving your man of God. Um, so, as an armor bearer, you're going to be privy and privileged to things that no one else knows and has access to. So you you're safeguarding that information. So whenever I was serving men and women of God, I was privy I was privy to see a lot of stuff. Mm. Uh, and by God's grace, He's graced graced me to handle what I can see, mm. still intercede, mm -hmm. and and cover the man or woman of God. Right. So that, and I would say that's a, that's your same thing. You have to intercede. You become the intercessor. All right. So when they preaching, you're interceding. Yeah. You're speaking, and I'm not saying you know out loud. Right. But you're you're praying for your man of God. Right. Um, you're so passing then, down, and you're you know what I'm saying. So basically, like. In the realm, what you're saying as an armor bearer, you're supposed to be the shield. You are the shield. Yeah, gotcha. Before an armor bearer in the Bible, there was a cup bearer. And mm -hmm. the purpose of a cup bearer, they would first take, they would first sip what's in the cup before they gave it to the, to mm -hmm. the, to, right. to the man of God. Right. So you're, you're like, if it's oh, any poison in there, you go. Right. It hits the armor bearer first. Right. It should never touch your man or woman of God. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So all right. When you were serving as, when you were serving as that role, how yeah. was it, and how, how did you love it? How did you love serving in the on the role? Um, that too was a privilege and a calling. Mm -hmm. It's a sacrifice as well. Right. Um, but God will give you the grace. God will give you the wisdom. God will give you the strength to even stand in that that position that you're called to. And don't take your the armor bearer role lightly. Right. Um, be loyal to the position. Yeah. Um, be committed. Uh, be on time. Y you know, there's there's so much that happens as, as I'm talking about atmosphere-wise. Right. There's so much that happens that you have to be sensitive enough in the spirit to know what to pick. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're almost like the gate entry person. Right. Like you're you're filtering. Right. You understand? So that, that armor bearer role, if you're privileged. You hear what I'm saying? Yes. What I'm saying? You privilege. Privileged. Yes. Um. You 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 that close yeah. to the head person. So when I when I, I never took those roles lightly. Like when God ever allowed me to serve the man or woman of God, I'm like God. He has to have something also in store for me. Right. You understand? Yes, so sir. yeah. So you're connecting to collect. Yeah, connecting to collect. I love that. I love that. And is it just anything else while we got a couple more minutes left on the show? Is there anything that you want to say to the people? Um, so, yeah. So, I would say first you want to identify with what you're calling. So, we were talking about service. Yeah. So, just understanding that, I just want to wrap up how we started. Um, service, serving is a calling. Yeah. Service, serving is a posture. And understanding whenever you feel as if you're not being served or poured into, adjust your cup. Right. Right, that's powerful, that's powerful. Man, man, man. Well, man of God, it's been a wonderful yeah, segment. Sure. I enjoyed you this whole yes, time yes, on sir. this talk show. Yes, sir. So, the people gonna want you back, cause I ah, want you back. Ah. So, you gonna have the- The next time, we gonna talk about something super deep. Super deep. Super deep. So, y'all, we want you It may be controversial, too. Ah. It may be a little ah. controversial. I don't know. Are they ready? Are they ready though? I think I don't know. Okay. I think they're gonna be ready for okay. you, man of God. But y'all, 
Choice Nation, we would like y'all to tune in, subscribe, smash that like, and comment down below. Be blessed. Uh -oh.